Welcome to another edition of Spotlight on Natural Resources. This is Bill Wasner. With me is Dwayne Friend, educator for the University of Illinois Extension. How are you, Dwayne? I'm trying to stay warm today, and hopefully I'll be able to continue to do that. Boy, and that's true for all of us here in Illinois. This winter has been a cold one. But uh, our topic this morning is one that um, helps us keep warm anyway, and that is high-efficiency furnaces. What can you tell us about those, Duane? We've had a lot of people that have installed high-efficiency furnaces in the last few years. There's been a lot of incentives, tax incentives, for people to put these furnaces in. And it's, uh, again, with it being a high-efficiency furnace, it's meant to conserve energy. And what we mean by a high-efficiency furnace, uh, each furnace is rated according to its efficiency. And anything with a rating of 90 or above is considered to be a high-efficiency furnace. Those furnaces that were installed probably 20, 25 years ago had efficiency ratings probably somewhere around 75 to 80. These new efficiency furnaces, uh, essentially what they're doing is they're extracting more heat out of the combustion process. And for those that do have the high-efficiency furnaces, one of the ways that they've seen this is that instead of having that combustion gas go up a flue and outside the, the roof, with these new furnaces, it's typically just a piece of PVC pipe that goes out the side of the house or maybe through the top of the house, and you just see a little bit of steam coming out. And so what is left behind is essentially a, a condensed liquid that forms within that pipe and it actually that drains back and you have to have a drain on these uh, systems to, to take that condensate out. But uh, again, they, they extract a lot of extra heat to do that and to do that, they uh, in their heat exchanger process, they've got a, their main heat exchanger and then they've got a secondary heat exchanger. So that's essentially how they get the, the higher efficiency. And because of this high efficiency, and I suppose for really all furnaces, we need to subject them to regular maintenance by a professional. Uh, what That's do they a, have to do? Well, like you say, any furnace should be checked out, if not annually, at least every year or two. Even a brand new furnace, you should do this um, at least on a regular basis to make sure it's, it's functioning the way it should. Now, with high-efficiency furnaces... There's a lot of the same things that you would check on that as compared to a regular furnace, but uh, there's a couple of other things that uh, service technicians may take, need to take into account. So with these, some of the things that a thorough furnace checkup should include would be looking at the burners, looking at those heat exchangers, examining the, the blower and the motor, uh, looking at things like the controls and the vents, those drainage areas. Um, and so those are, are some of the basic things that uh, furnace technicians should look at. Now, one of the things that I, I wanted to point out, too, and this is especially true for anybody living in a rural area, somebody that's using propane for their, uh, for their gas for the furnace. The smell that people put into that propane, uh, that rotten egg smell, that is a substance called ethyl mercaptan. And it's there as a safety procedure. It, normally, that propane would have no smell to it. But this is put in so that if there is a leak, people will be able to, to recognize that. But that ethyl mercaptan with these high-efficiency furnaces sometimes interacts with some of those combustion gases or that condensate. 
And so when a uh, service technician examines the furnace, they really need to pay close attention to those burners and the heat exchangers because in some cases, if there's a lot of ethyl mercaptan in the propane, over a period of time, it may cause those burners to start rusting or getting dirty, which in turn then is going to cause the efficiency of that furnace to uh, decrease. So that's something that, that uh, people in rural areas really need to look at, very, have the service technicians look at very closely. I see. Um, anything else that a service professional should be looking at? Well, they should also look again at the blower, make sure it's functioning properly. If it's dirty, make sure it's cleaned. Uh, this is this next part is something that uh, they should look at too. Is something called a heat rise throughout the furnace. If there is an excessive amount of heat rise, that means that there's not enough airflow coming through that furnace, uh, and so that would cause a poor distribution in heated air. Uh, the fan switch should be checked for good uh, functioning. Um, and all the switches and one of the most common things that could uh, potentially go wrong with a, a furnace is those vent pipes or that drainage pipe sometimes can get partially blocked and if they do the furnace will not function properly or may not function at all so service technicians need to check those make sure that they're they're fully open fully functioning and uh, that'll save a lot of headaches down the road very good. What things should a homeowner do for maintenance on their furnace? One of the easiest things that a homeowner can do is replace the air filters regularly. Now, there's a lot of different types of air filters out there. You can get the very basic fiberglass filters, or you can get the micro filters that are designed to take out a lot finer particulates in the air. Those do function that way, but it's really important that homeowners discuss what type of filter they use with a service technician because depending on the type of blower that is in that furnace sometimes those micro filters will not allow enough airflow through that furnace which could decrease the efficiency of the furnace make it run longer maybe not make it work as efficiently as it should so again it's kind of a happy medium you may want that extra filtration but you also have to consider airflow through the furnace and then through the distribution system so it's a good thing to discuss that with your service technician and then once you've determined what one is the best one to do I would change those I know in some cases they say that they don't need to be changed uh, but every three months or so during the middle of winter I would really change those things every month because the dirtier those things get the harder it is for air to flow through them Wow, I see. So if we've done all of those things, what other things should we know about our high-efficiency furnace? Just in terms of, of general information, again, it's, uh, if those basic things are done, your, your furnace should work for a long time. It should be very efficient. Um, if you anybody wanted more information on just energy efficiency or talking about high-efficiency furnaces or other types of equipment that deal with, with energy efficiency, there's a couple of websites that people could visit. One of them is called the Smart Energy Design Assistance Center. That is a, a unit on the U of I campus that deals with energy efficiency, not only for private entities, but for public entities as well. And then there's a, another group called the Energy Education Council, and that is also part of the University of Illinois Extension. Uh, both of those groups or units have websites, and they both have excellent information on energy efficiency in general. Very good. Well, for another edition of Spotlight on Natural Resources, this has been Dwayne Friend and Bill Wastner.